With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 25-22 in overtime. Chiefs are Super Bowl champs for the third time in five years. Patrick Mahomes, MVP again, and we are here uh, to break it down all morning and all day here, really, on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. Uh, lightning bets for today before we wrap up. Maybe we'll have some futures in there. Maybe there's a future or two that catches our eye as we've broken down all the props from yesterday's action and the game itself, what we thought of it, whether we disagree with Kyle Shanahan's overtime strategy or just sit there and admire the fact that the Chiefs seem to intimidate everyone into doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um, We look ahead to Super Bowl 59 and the 2024 season. We'll get to some MVP because MVP has been posted already for 2024. Um, Some early lines on that in just a couple of minutes. But let's start by looking at Super Bowl 59. Very early odds have the Niners as the favorite five to one at BetMGM. Um, before we get, actually, before we got dive into next year, what did we think of, because this is the one part of the game presentation and broadcast we didn't talk about yet, Romo and Nance. Um, I thought Tony was pretty much what Tony Romo has become, Aaron. He he, he he wasn't any better or any worse than he was for most of the season, which was, eh, 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 he was Tony Romo. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty consistent, right? It didn't feel much different or better or worse. It was pretty much what we've gotten from him uh, for the season. And I don't know, I guess I covered Tony when he was with the Cowboys. I don't hate him as much as some people do. Um, I will say a lot of what you get is exactly how he is, uh, in person, you know, and I think he just loves sports and he just, he probably has a hard time dialing it back or being like how people might want him to be or expect him to be. So I don't know. I think it just is what it is. I understand he's not everyone's cup of tea, but what I did find uncomfortable is at the end, or maybe it had, it feels like this happened more than one time, but they said, I love you to each other. And that was odd, especially since we've been hearing that perhaps that is not the case between these two, Joe. So do you think that was for show or that was like, things are kind of weird. I got your back. I don't like, what was that? I thought the same, like, let's, let's show the higher ups that everything's cool. Like nothing to see here, folks. Like, I love you. It was very Mm. strange. I don't think people hate Romo. I think it's just they've totally cooled on him, and it was too much, too fast. And, look, he's not great. He's not great, right? It's tough. It's tough to be in that one chair. I can't wait to see Mm -hmm. what Brady brings. That's going to be fascinating. If Romo's not the one, what do they do there over at that network? 
Uh, so the president of CBS Sports, Sean McManus, like over the weekend, you know, all these guys talk. And when it's CBS, all the higher ups are going to talk and do interviews with some of their longtime friends in media. And Sean McManus was doing a lot of those interviews over the past week. And his quotes were really interesting because he was quoted multiple times as saying, this is an important Super Bowl for Tony. And here was a quote that I think he said to Mad Dog Russo, said, he's not your meat and potatoes analyst. He's more of a fan. He gets excited. We sometimes say to him, hey, calm down a little bit because you do get too into the game. Like, is, is that what they want? Be... They want Romo to calm down and be like the studious. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, they're talking about the noises, in, let things breathe right, a let, little bit, maybe. Maybe, but like when they brought him in, the whole attraction was this guy knows what's going to happen before it happens. Watch this. And that part was really cool about Romo at first. But then it just turned – it devolved into, like you said, Joe, guy grunting and making funny noises and trying to make odd analogies. And it's like, what What are you doing, Tony? And that's when I think a lot of us were like, mm, no, maybe this isn't going to work. And I don't know if the I love yous at the end weren't like a, hey, I might not be around for much longer, Jimmy. Uh, let me remind you that I love you just to maybe save like, my Thanks butt. for the opportunity. Know, yeah. Right. Like, I know Greg <laughs> Olson's going to get usurped over at Fox and maybe looking for a gig soon, and he'd fit in Ooh. real well next to you. That would be a great combination, actually. Nance and Olson, I think that'd be pretty strong. Um, let's not forget Nance's obscure, strange... I'm still creeped out by him giving the tie to college basketball players at the end of the season. <laughs> His favorite player. It was always odd, which they stopped doing. And then yeah. he left basketball, but, and then they had a big, whatever. Um, I don't, <laughs> I'm just annoyed by him. I really, yeah. Am. It's almost like oil and water with those two. Like, is it ever really going to work? It's, it's tough because to put Romo in a box is going to be almost impossible. Even if he dials it back 20%, it, it's going to be, right. it's just seems weird with those two. Well, be, yeah, yeah, because dialing it back 20% party again, part of the attraction with Romo was that when he was turned up to 11, like, he was all in on, hey, watch, Jimmy, watch this. The inside linebacker is going to drop down and shoot the gap. Watch this safety fill underneath. And it was like being turned up to 11 was what made it fun to listen to him analyze the game. If he's just going to sit back and like, I don't know, you're going to try and get him to calm down. You're going to sedate Tony Romo somehow. Mm. I, I'm not a here robot. for boring Romo. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, it also feels like people turned on him. And, okay, so what you brought up about year one, and you're right about all that, about why people were so excited about the future of this guy being in the booth and how it was just such a different perspective, and people are hoping Brady brings that. After he got that mega contract, the people loved him. There were reports, and it kind of seems like it they might be accurate, that he stopped working, that he stopped studying as much, stopped studying the tape as much, talking to enough people, and, I mean, I noticed it here, like, when Ryan Pace was the general manager, the guy he went to college with at Eastern Illinois. Like, he's praising his buddies, and he's not, like, grinding the tape like Troy Aikman does on a weekly basis because he's a pro. Like, I think pe that is kind of visible right now. And he's he just keeps repeating the same thing. I'm like, you anybody could be in the booth saying that. Mm-hmm. 
I could see and that. You can, and, and you can get away with, like, the goofy stuff. Like, like for example, this. Singing Adele as Jim Nance is trying to toss to break. Listen to this. Yeah, that was... Well, we're halfway through the second quarter. All we have on the board is a field goal. Take it to the commercial there, Mr. Ramon. I mean, you can get away with cringe. that kind of goof. Yeah, no, you can get away with some of that goofball Stop stuff it. when you're when you're nailing the analysis like he was in that first year. Then it's like a, a funny little oh, he's being goofy, he's letting letting out some you know, blowing off some steam, some energy going to break. But like when your whole thing is cringe, and then you ice the the cringe cake with more cringe, which mm-hmm. is what singing Adele going to break is. It's like. Uh, nah, I th- I'm good. thought at first that maybe he thought his mic was off. Like, you know, how people just kind of yes. let their hair down and act like they're real selves when the mic is Church. off. That's why then he did it again. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this a thing? This is a bit? I was, I was like, oh no, Romo. This is what you're not supposed to be doing. And yeah, and Nance sets him up. Nance, like, trying to be point guard all night. Kelsey, right. you sing... Tony, you sing. Just enough, Nance. He annoys me, too. Everybody have fun. I'm Jim Nance. <laughs> I'm the fun facilitator. Here we go. Everybody. Yeah. I'm the straight man. Yeah. Uh, it'll be on. It's on Fox next year, I believe. So um, Brady. I, right? Do, yeah, we'll get Brady in a Super Bowl right out of the box. <laughs> wow. That, Rooting against Mahomes. Here for in, that. In real time. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, I'm here for that. And Kevin Burkhart trying to keep that on the rails. Yeah. Good luck, yeah. KB. Um, <laughs> speaking of Super Bowl 59, early look. I mentioned this a minute ago. Uh, Niners are the favorites. Five to one. Uh, Chiefs right there at BetMGM plus 750. Then you got the Ravens at 850 before you start to get into the double-digit numbers. You mentioned Bills and Lions, both 12 to one, I think. Chiefs already have very early highest ticket percentage at 20%. Highest handle at 26% and are the biggest liability right now. That doesn't surprise any of us, I don't think, uh, the morning after they won the Super Bowl. Um, first and foremost, let's let's talk about the teams at the top first, Aaron. Let's talk about the Niners, 5-1, to one, Chiefs 750, Ravens 850. Um, any of them worth it right now for you? Or, or do you have a favorite of those three, you know, less than 10-to-1 teams, single-digit teams? I did place a couple bets this morning, but with the shorter favorites, I'll probably just wait. I thought about firing on the Lions, and then I was like, I can't. Because if if any of these teams, there's injuries or slow starts or something happens, it's just not enough value for me. So there, uh, there's no bets for me at the top, Joe. Yeah, definitely not. If I'm making any kind of early Super Bowl bets, I'll be hunting for the value, which we'll talk about if there is any any there. But at the top, um, I think the interesting talking point is that the Niners are the favorite. So Shanahan can't break through. Why are the Niners the favorite? Well, the Niners are the favorite, and we're seeing this in a lot of with a lot of the AFC because they have the much more challenging path. That I guess that makes sense. I just it's a dynasty. I'm still making the Chiefs the favorite at my sports book if I'm creating these yeah. odds. And I get it. I get it. You have the great quarterbacks in the league with Allen and Lamar and Mahomes, of course, all on that one side. And then, oh, let's not forget about Burrow and a few others. Great offenses like the Dolphins as well. 
And what do the Browns do after being the five last year and winning all those awards? But I still make the Chiefs the favorite. I just I strongly disagree with the way they did this. So what as as we go through this, we can talk about it. What you're clearly seeing is more value on the AFC teams because the path is that much more difficult. To mm-hmm. game after game after game. Okay, you might upset the better quarterback once, but are you gonna do it do it two, three consecutive times? It's really hard. Um, so you can find value on AFC teams, but you have to take down Allen, Lamar, Burrow, Mahomes, <laughs> probably some combination of those teams. Mm-hmm. There's also yeah. Aaron, like the, there's there's also the fact that when you look at so, and before we get into any value teams, just breaking it down, you have to get all the way down to let me find it here, forty to one, before you find a team that isn't set at quarterback going into the 2024 season. Anybody better than <laughs> forty to one, and that includes the Jets at thirty, the Jets, Rams, and Jags at thirty to one. Um, you know they're all set at quarterback. Um, and when you look at that by conference, there's what six NFC teams maybe that feel mm-hmm. good about where they're at at quarterback. So not only are the teams better in the AFC, but they're better in the path, much more difficult to Joe's point, because you've got the quarterbacks on that side. You'll have Aaron Rodgers returning and healthy. You would think you'll have CJ Stroud in his second year, Trevor Lawrence, maybe bouncing back. Justin Herbert finally has a coach that knows what he's doing. Uh, to uh, another year under his belt, a burrow healthy. Yeah, you take all these teams and then put the quarterbacks on top, and that explains just how deep the AFC is, Aaron. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it's a good point that you can find some value. Um, there's, I think there's value on the board in both conferences. Uh, do, have you guys placed any bets yet? Nope, nothing for me. Yeah, I no. Haven't yet. I think some of this, like the middle of the board that we're talking about, once we get to this number of 40, it's abs- it's actually ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So the Bears are 40. Okay, the Bears are 40, but the Browns are 50? What? Right. What are you talking about? They've got a great coach. They've got a great defense, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, and, you know, come back, but he's probably not going to be the quarterback. But really, they have longer odds. Uh, Cousins is most likely leaving the Vikings. And they're in the middle there at 40 to one. Like there's no value there. And you got all the, I mean, the Bucks just won the division and they're 66, 66. They still have a talented roster. Now I'm not going to bet on Baker after winning the division. I I get that. But you know, just the, the shuffling of the order, I'd say after the top 10, like some of this is confusing to me. Um, Yeah. Is there value in the chargers? Maybe. Chargers, Texans, same price in the AFC at 25 to 1. Okay, that kind of grouping makes sense. But, you know, as we get to the middles, some of it I just don't agree with. Yeah, that's exactly where I look. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) That's where I looked in the 25 to 30. Yeah. Uh, to one range. I, I, I agree, uh, Chris. I think you were going there. I like the point about the Packers. I also really liked what I saw from the Rams at 30 to one. Uh, if you're looking on the NFC side, Packers, Rams, yeah. and then again, Chargers with Harbaugh. They've got a lot of pieces already there. It's just a lot of unknowns, but 30 to one. And of course, you know, I had to bet my Texans.
The C.J. Stroud futures piling up. The Texans futures piling up. D'Amico Ryans, maybe next year is his year, and they don't get robbed by the Browns. Um, yeah, the futures. Let's continue to talk about those and maybe some MVP looks early on as well. We'll do that next alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. In the books, Chiefs 25-22 in overtime over the Niners. And now they'll go for the three-peat. Never been done before in Super Bowl history, Super Bowl 59, early odds. We started taking a look at those. Dive into MVP in just a moment as well here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I'm Chris Mack. And uh, yeah, that's we were kicking this around during the break. I know we had started to talk about it in the last segment, guys. But the the really strong point here is that the Chiefs are coming off of back-to-back Super Bowl wins and somehow are not the favorites anywhere. The Niners are still the favorites at 5-1. to one, And... Chiefs at 750. I mean, it simply, Aaron, has to be, oh, well, we've never seen a three-peat before, so we're not counting on a three-peat. But to the to the I think you mentioned this while we were kicking it around during the break. It, it's they're the most bet on team right now. So clearly mm-hmm. people are looking at it and saying, Well, yeah, uh, they're the dynasty. I'm betting on them. Yeah, and even Joe always talks about, you know, Mahomes as an underdog and gosh, are we going to do this again? If you wake up and you're like, what? How are we doing this again? <laughs> like, I I really couldn't believe it, Joe. It hasn't even been yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, it's not likely to happen. But they have the best quarterback at the most important position in the world. So at any time they're down, there was a stat that I just couldn't believe. Okay, this one, Evan Abrams put this one out there. When the Chiefs, the Mahomes, are trailing in the playoffs, in playoff games, by 10 or more, okay, their record is 5-1 straight up. When they are trailing in playoff games by double digits, they're 5-1. and one. Everybody else is 6-48. and 48. <laughs> Like, it's just... You wow. cannot like, just bet them when they're down. Just bet them. Yeah. And and it kind of felt like, I don't know, just be, well, they're a dog again. They must be a dog for a reason. They're the dog again. I mean, by the end, everybody was hip to it. Like the sports books ended up having a bad day because majority of the money, even though people bet on props, majority of the money bet is sides. You can bet the most of the money by far on sides. So they were taking whatever you want on Super Bowl sides and people were lining up to bet Kansas City for two weeks. So the books ended up losing on that one. And I'm, it doesn't sound like they made it up in props because it'd be tough to do because everybody was on Kansas City. But, you know, it's not like the number ever moved that much. It would trickle down to one and a half. And then there were still places that had two and a half because some of the large wagers were on San Francisco. But 
I understand. I'm not criticizing anybody. If you want to bet Kansas City to do this thing three times in a row, we're we're in the dynasty. We we can honestly say after watching that entire regular season, it was not a great regular season for them, and they're still champions. And Mahomes in in the post game speech clearly. They played that up in their building a lot. Nobody believes in us. We're the underdog. Guys were the underdog again. Guys were the underdog again. And it was true. It wasn't like a star athlete hunting for something to find motivation. It was accurate. And people were picking against them. And the odds were against them. And they still came out on top. I I, want to say that we should never see them as an underdog again. But we will. You know? And also the whole villain uh, aspect of it and having to play playoff games on the road. And you get the sense that Pat Mahomes got his real first taste of it and that he embraces that role now. And I think they thrive off of it. The other reason why I would bet on him, not just Mahomes, but Andy Reid. He's always cooking something up and putting on a master class and out coaching the other side. Like those two together. Yeah, I don't have a problem backing them. And they had Matt Nagy consoling players during the game. So he's there filling his very role. Important. <laughs> very important. I, I do think there's 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 a, a, a hidden point in there about this team. You know, you talk about being the dogs, going on the road, doing all those things that they hadn't done before. Through their first two Super Bowl runs and the, the four years that contained those first couple of Super Bowl runs, it was always, oh, well, here's this Chiefs juggernaut. They're going to win 12 or 13 games, and they've got home field throughout the AFC side of the playoffs. And it felt like when we got to the point of, well, for example, this December, this January, of, well, yeah, two-time Super Bowl champs still need to prove themselves somehow. They handled it with no problem. Whether they put that chip on their shoulder and they wanted to get mad at a kicker for where he's warming up or – you know, they wanted to yell at the coach because they weren't in the ball game uh, in the red zone. Uh, whatever it was, they found that motivation that they needed, and that's going to continue into next year. They don't have to be the 13-4 and four, number one seed in the AFC to mm-hmm. go back to the Super Bowl. They've proven that not just to themselves, but to everyone else. And that's what will make it interesting going into next year when we talk about win totals, when we start to talk about spreads week to week and how much they're favored. And they get the the nice soft part of the schedule where they get the NFC South, I think, next year is their uh, interconference opponent. So there's a couple wins right there. Um, it will – I think it will finally start to be reflected. This This idea, this notion that – the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, even though it had started to be proven, disproven, I should say, throughout the regular season, it really hit home in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, right? That it doesn't matter if this team is on the road. It doesn't matter if they're the dogs. Like, they are clearly the team. They're the team now. And I I think you brought it up earlier, Joe. Like, there are times where the team on the other side of the field simply looks across 53 yards away from them on the other white stripe and sees Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and goes, uh, and it, they, you know, they do something, whether it's uh, muffing a punt, whether it's fumbling in the red zone, whatever it may be, 
you know, you called them the new Patriots. They are, you know, what Belichick and Brady were to the prior generations where teams would just look across the field and go, oh, crap, it's Belichick and Brady, and make some kind of crucial mistake. That's what the Chiefs have become, and they don't have to be the 13-4 and four darlings anymore. You know, they can, they'll do it whatever way they want to and whatever way they have to now. I also thought to make a cross-sport reference, there's a lot of similarities with the Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry, they've Mm. won four championships. And in 2022, you could find a lot of value on them. And then they went and won it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't need the buy. Seems like everybody else needs to buy. They don't need the buy. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to sign up to bet against them. Will I at some point? Probably. You know, that's where it's interesting. What do, what do the numbers show? So San Francisco was a favorite because the numbers showed that they were better in the regular season. But especially with this team, the smaller sample matters. How they're playing now matters. Like it cha- they did also change things offensively. They were playing at a quicker tempo. The drops weren't as bad as what we saw in the regular season, and people were freaking out about that. They did change some things that they were doing offensively, and it obviously worked to a T. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they get it done, even though they did have to play four playoff games. Cause it doesn't matter cause it's Mahomes, and you don't want to be on the other side of that. And if you're, if you're picking up a future on the AFC side, you're like, Oh man, I hope my team's on the other side and somebody knocks out Mahomes, but that's tough because he's in the AFC championship every year of his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's why you're going to find value. That's why everything's pushed down on a lot of these teams in the AFC. It's just I strongly disagree with pushing down the team, the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. Doesn't make sense. Well, Maybe part of that is it's going to be a more challenging uh, division with Harbaugh entering it. I, I don't know what it is exactly. Well, again, I, I do think yeah. the, the AFC will have the return of Burrow, right? And who's the one team that served the one guy who served as a little bit of kryptonite to the Chiefs a couple times? It's been Joe Burrow, um, and they didn't have to deal with that this year in the playoffs. Um, that's a team that has been there and has beaten the Chiefs. We talked about earlier. We brought up the idea of you know who would the Niners have beaten in a similar scenario last night? Would they have beaten the the Bills in that scenario? Would they have beaten the Ravens? Would they have beaten the Bengals? I don't know. That's why, like, I like Burrow nine to one, and the Bengals their futures um, at, at ten to one. Uh, I think it's fourteen to one right now. Bet MGM uh, anywhere in the double. I like the bank. Now we mentioned it earlier, a couple last week or the week before, when we were kind of going through the year and review division by division. They had some issues on defense. Losing Jesse Bates was not easily sustainable for them. They had problems on the back end, but. As long as Burrow's the quarterback, Aaron, like I like the Bengals, and I think that's one major hurdle that still lies in front of the Chiefs is a healthy Joe Burrow. I know. I really want to see Joe Burrow stay healthy because Joe Burrow in clutch situations, like give me that all day. I love it. I'm here for it. But it's like, oh, there's just something about this Bengals team. Can they put it all together? There's like a lack of trust and confidence that I have in them. So at their nine to one, I just couldn't pull the trigger today on that. Their defense took multiple steps back this season. Can they get it all together? Is T Higgins going to be there on the outside for him? Yeah, it was just one thing after another. In the first half of the season, he went through his struggles. Then he gets back on track looking like Joe Burrow, and then he goes down to an injury. Uh, Burrow's the third favorite. 
for MVP. Mahomes a favorite. Okay, so we get that. You get Mahomes as a favorite plus six fifty. Uh, Josh Allen second eight to one. Burrow ten to one. I want to say Lamar preseason was fourteen to one. Uh man. Okay, so names that we figured would be very popular are just that. Stroud's eleven to one. Shorter than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. He's That's right there with far. Burrow. Burrow's 10, Stroud's 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert, short. It's always going to be short until he wins it. 13 to 1. Jordan Love is next to Herbert. And then it's wow. Purdy. Like, there's a this is interesting. Like, there are some le- leaps being taken on quarterbacks that are going to look really stupid. Yes. And it's a matter of which ones. Hertz is right. He has the same odds as Purdy at 16 to 1. If I have to bet on one 16 to 1 quarterback for MVP, there's three of them Purdy, Hertz, and Dak. I'm betting on Purdy. If I have to bet one of those three, what do you guys think? Oh, fudge. All no. NFC quarterbacks. I'm with you. Yeah. I can't ever do the Dak thing. Hurts is t- going in the wrong direction for me now, too. So if I have to, it's got to be Purdy. I was impressed See, with what I saw. Yeah, I, I I can't take away from him the way he performed last night. Like I thought it, it was it was not what I expected. Here, but see, yeah. here's the stupid thing I do all the time with Purdy is I is I I don't give him all his flowers. I give him that little dandelion that my kid picked out of the backyard, right, and brought to the back door. Here, daddy, and I'm like, here you go, Brock Purdy. <laughs> you get this little dandelion. That's the those are the flowers I'll give you. And then next year at this time, you know what I'll be doing? I'll be doubting Brock Purdy again because I'll see yeah. the wealth of talent around him. I'll, I'll and I'll start falling back. Well, he's assistant. Well, look at all the talent. Yeah, he's just managing, and I I can't. I'm not the only one to do that, though. Like, there are other people out there doing that, and that's why yeah. I think Purdy is – you give me those three 16-to-1s that you mentioned, Joe. Mm-hmm. Look, I can't just put it on Jalen Hurts that the Eagles fell apart down the stretch. He didn't play well at times, sure, but his defense was a disaster. His head, his head coach was underwater. Um, his coordinators didn't help either. So I, I think I'd take Hertz because I think the individual talent to play MVP level football is still there more so than it is in Purdy or Dak. And we saw it for the first three months of the regular season. How's that tush push going to work without Kelsey? <laughs> yeah, It's going to be interesting. No, I'm I, honestly like that was his biggest asset to the team. Like that you couldn't stop him. The rushing touchdowns and fourth down conversions were massive. I wonder if this one's going to be popular. Like the next range down, I find kind of interesting. Get Stafford at 20. Then Tua, he put together a full season. There are your Paul Aspens who are going to bet on Trevor Lawrence every year. I don't know if he's going to do it once again or he's finally out on that. But oh, man. Aaron Rodgers. Probably out? No. I mean, fair. Like Aaron Rodgers, 25 to oh. 1. That's going to be talked about a ton, a ton. That if it. he can make it through the it's, year, it's February twelfth. I have preemptive <laughs> jet fatigue already. I right? have preemptive jets fatigue on February twelfth. I yeah. I can't, Aaron. I can't do this all spring and summer with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. 
Well, I'm starting to think it had more to do with the Packers and LaFleur than the fact that maybe it was Rodgers. I'm starting to turn on Ro- – well, I guess I have turned on Rodgers, but that's why I kind of like Jordan Love. Because remember, like, when Aaron Rodgers was in the conversation for MVP in the regular season, maybe Jordan Love's going to inherit that now. Maybe. I mean, he looked like it the second half of the season and into the playoffs, right, for three quarters against San Francisco. This close, this close to pulling off the upset. Uh, Lightning bets, do we have anything for tonight? Maybe. We'll find some things for you and maybe some futures as well. We'll dig some things up uh, and we'll get ready to wrap up a Super Bowl 58 postgame edition in essence, of BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. I mean, we all agree that the toughest Bruce alive is Bruce Lee, right? Like, that's yeah, indisputable. Bruce Lee, like, if you had a battle royal of all the famous Bruces over time, he's clear favorite, like minus 175 to all the other Bruces, famous Bruces, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We had an in-depth conversation during the during the break about Bruce's. Yeah. And the name's gone. It's not going to come back. No. Or Bruce Smith. No. Bruce Lee. Nobody's having that conversation it. with their... Yeah, Why with their are you always forgetting about Bruce Willis? Like, where is, is the... I... Yeah, man. I... Oh, is I've heard the new uh, True Detective is good. Can anybody vouch for that? I've not watched anybody it. named Bruce in it. Watched it what? with one eye, kind of like the first episode one eye. over the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> no, like our <laughs> Paul's a pirate. He's <laughs> got a patch on. One eye. No, he's got a parrot on his shoulder. <laughs> Like, put it on, the deck, like, and scrolling a little bit, like, doing stuff. I was like, oh, I had heard good things. I can't give you a fair review is what I'm saying. You guys are right. <laughs> Tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> uh, what's what I? Uh, so. I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm picturing like when you're at the eye doctor and they make you cover the one eye. So bad, yeah. Or like and they do the thing where they flip they the lenses. Smaller. Like, one or two. Yeah. One or I two. And every single time you want to just say really good at it's that. the freaking same. One and two are the same. Stop flipping exactly. the glass. Can you do it again? Because I don't see a difference. One or Three two. or four. One. Three or I four. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would fail right game. now. I would fail. No big deal. Which game? 
The one two because and that's the why European you watch eyeball. shows with one eye. The eyeball strength. This is why we don't practice. We need what, to start what pra- if we, watching some shows I'm with built one different. eye, so we can. Well, yeah. Different. What if we found out Paul wanted, is trying Joe. to train? Paul is trying it to train his baseball. eyes by watching things with one eye. <laughs> Tuesday afternoons are his left eye day. <laughs> R.I.P. Little pet. Yeah. Uh, In memoriam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did make a waterfalls reference early. Who made a waterfalls reference? Somebody. Oh, a was it Lock and Fora? Jason. Jason. What did you say? DLC. He said something TLC about somebody rent? chasing waterfalls. Yes. It's about the <laughs> Niners chasing waterfalls, that. I think. Yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do random Orioles check-ins with him because he wants to talk about the Orioles yes. more than anything, anyways. And yes. uh, Aaron's gonna miss some of his standard lines. Got caught like, with his pants down, peeked yeah, out his gets, leg. Everybody gets caught with the pants down. Let's kind of go hand in hand. Let's go good. I yeah, love yeah. it when someone peed down their leg on Sunday. <laughs> My favorite. So yeah. Oh, we should <laughs> do some AL East check-ins with uh, JLC. That would be good this oh, summer. Oh, man. That would be good. I'm in. Um, yeah. So we had multiple TLC references today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bulk of the show is out on Gingers. Um, <laughs> are you the holdout? The entire show. I'm the holdout. Yeah. Why? No. No. What do you love? Reboot. Wife is redhead. No. No. She is not. Ginger power rankings. I'm just. I'm not out on them altogether. Ginger power. Wait. I just remembered that. Ginger power rankings this summer. Yeah. I just remembered that my daughter's kind of (laughs) reddish right now. She won't be. Uh, That runs in the family. She won't be. No, like my sisters. You're gonna make sure my sisters of it? were reddish when they were younger, and then blonde, <laughs> older. Gonna, but you're gonna um, dye I her hair sleep. That I said I'm out on gingers, and my daughter's kind of a, there's there's red there for sure. So that was a bad line by me. That I'm was, still out yeah. on them. I'm, I'll talk to her okay. about it. It'll be fine. Isla Fisher, <laughs> you still talk to her? I was gonna say. <laughs> Yeah. No. Am I allowed to talk to her? Because I I pronounced out. So yeah. Well, no. I can make an exception for my daughter. Lots of quality redheads out there. Yeah. Name one. Rihanna's on this list though. Still waiting. Rihanna's on this list though, and that's that's fake. That's bogus. Well, yeah. Rihanna's but like. Oh come on. We can do better than that. Emma Stone. Nicole Kidman, one of the OGs. Always plays yes. a crazy character on whatever show she's on. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, I got one. Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. All right, I'm in. I could get oh, with that. There you go. Yeah, same. There you go. Um, <laughs> Took three seconds to get oh, yeah. Joe back in. <laughs> yeah. It's an uphill well, climb, but we got him back. Like, years ago, I would have been like, no, we got Lindsay Lohan, but, you know, she's a little cuckoo. So a little. She, that, she come out of that though? Is she back? One. I don't know. <laughs> Did she pull out of the tailspin? Amy Adams. <laughs> yeah. Deborah oh, Messing. Oh. Amy Adams. That's a yeah. Paul. That's yeah. No. I mean yeah. She, okay. The, I was like yeah. Yeah. Those guest spots on The Office back in the day, and then 
Oh yeah. Okay. But we're Whoa, we're searching. And the barbecue Are we gonna give Chris a cold shower right now? What is <laughs> happening? Down. Oh, the God. torch has been torch has been patched to the horniest person on the show. Man, did I'm sorry. Coming. I think I have to take a shower after listening to that. <laughs> See if I can book Amy for this show and not get hit with a restraining order. Right. I mean, I didn't ask anybody to hit me with a bus, Jake. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That was odd. I'm right. That was a bit much. Okay. <laughs> Um, she's 49. oh, real quick. Who is you into the older women? Amy Adams. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that. Don't Easy believe there. That. We're approaching I it. <laughs> I know. I said older. Yeah. I didn't say old. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, we didn't mention any commercials. Did we like any of the commercials? Oh, yeah. I didn't. Did any stand out? That's the one I was going to mention. I thought I was going to get shamed for that, but I saw that today in like just the, the social clip. I didn't see it at the time. I enjoyed that. I thought that was funny. Which one? Affleck, the Dunkings. Yeah, Duncan. Mm. Yeah. They're selling um, those tracksuits on the Duncan website, and I might pull the trigger. That's it's a good Halloween costume. I was annoyed yeah, by the Halloween. That's it, definitely. I was annoyed by the yeah, Sarah or V Tuesday. one. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Sarah V one, they had Michael Sarah on it. It was so. I was annoyed because I think Bobby Altoff had him on and she brought that up to him, like, as a joke about did he invent Sarah V or whatever. So, like, I think you being in pod- the Bobby Altoff corner <laughs> of the internet is not anything I would have ever expected. I saw. I saw a this clip is somewhere. Shocking. I was scrolling on one of the damn apps, and a, a clip of damn her apps. interviewing him popped These up. These damn apps. And it, it was, uh, I don't remember which one it was. But anyways, I don't like, know. I'm like, who's old they keep, now? They keep shaking. I can't get them to stop wobbling. I held down, <laughs> and now these damn apps. We have become the, we have become the, the BetQL show for old people. Yeah. I know. Aaron doesn't want to embrace it, but we're there. Ah. Uh- I think it's been obvious since the network launched that we were the show for the old people. Right? Like the immature old people. No, that's PJ. (laughs) Yes. Um, Really? Since we only Hello, have you seen the morning show? You think we're older than them? Oh, yeah, you're right. Jinx is a lot older than us. Thank goodness. I feel like old people wake up early. So that's a, the, a the lot older, she said. Aaron made sure to say a lot older. A lot. And by a, a lot, I mean eight years. Eight years is a lot. But the number eight in front's different, right? I mean, that's that's a big deal. Now. That's, yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Since he had deep. a birthday. Just like, just like you guys. You guys all, well, I think most of you have that number. The bigger number than me. So, like, I'm I'm good. I'm still much younger than you guys at this point. Yeah. You're in different decades. You're in a different part of your life. And then Jake's our child. We Yeah, Jake keeps us younger. Collective. It's kind of like having Jake children. And we all have children, and that will keep us younger. So we're fine. We have some younger Yeah, why, yeah. why do you think I come on here all the time and tell personal stories that you don't ask for? It's for your benefit, not anybody else's. Yeah, I'm trying to live through, <laughs> right. through you yeah. in some way. Days are long over. 
You're welcome. I love All looking right. at Jake's Instagram stories. I'm like, hmm, who's this girl? Okay. Yes. Yeah, well. What's up, Haley? You know. Nope. Well, Madison. <laughs> Not for a I long time, Heidi. especially on that one. I forgot it was Haley. Oh, I said Heidi. Heidi. Throw a Heidi in there. The Probably. This kid's been I was wondering what you were there, going. Yeah. You threw that in the chat. I was like, who is she talking about right now? I forgot. Sorry. Heidi sounds like a ginger. A white. You said you were out on gingers too. Why? Yes, famously. Heidi sounds like a blonde, like with a bob. Oh, the Heidi, oh, the Heidi like bowl. Is that what you're thinking of? Hey, um, does anybody have any bets for tonight or no? We're good. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. We all gonna take a deep breath and collect ourselves over the next couple I of weeks. I kind of want to lay Joe's ten with Cleveland against Philadelphia. Okay, but. Joe's given one out before he goes on vacation for 43 days. 43? Me and Aaron are gone the same amount. Right? I think. And Paul. And Paul. Yeah. Exactly. Facts. The majority Jake's, of us are off the Are, are you working throughout? Yeah, I got news for you. The network's going <laughs> to. Uh, Jake, are you working throughout? Yeah, dude. Somebody's got to keep the lights on around here. We'll be doing early yep. odds for a couple weeks. Thank you, I will. We're going to get Wally pipped by Jake. I, all of us? Jake solo when we get back? Jake solo three hours. Hassan show. Yeah. Could you imagine him? Hassan and Trotter. <laughs> back tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Tune in to see who will actually be here on BetQL Daily. <laughs>